Welcome to Espionage and a podcast bringing realism to the world of espionage. Our first episode is a free-wheeling conversation with an experienced intelligence professional. So instead of me introducing you, uh why don't we have you introduce yourself in whichever way you're comfortable? All right. Well, it has uh, always been the trickiest part to introduce individuals working in the community. But still, I would like to share a couple of things. Um, in 2004, I did my master's in security studies, and uh, I specialized in the uh, intelligence cycle and analysis. So, I will touch base, and I and I will. explain more into the details of exactly what is intelligence cycle a little later and uh, over the past so many years i have had the honor to augment various operations of uh, multiple intelligence outfits in india and uh, gained an exposure of overseas in operations also and i'm sure that uh, our listeners will respect my anonymity so that's oh. that's about it that's 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 really awesome and uh, welcome to the inaugural podcast of uh, espionage and i i know you're not very fond of the term espionage uh, uh, let me begin with a question that goes to the heart of uh, this particular substack uh, and uh, one of the reasons i started it was to try and bring some realism to stories of espionage uh, if, if we look online you you get such fanciful accounts of espionage you know uh, and everyone is james bond so my question the first question to you is in real life what is james bond's life expectancy after he shows up to a party in vienna or wherever and flirts with the kgb resident's girlfriend <laughs> okay basically uh, my take on what exactly a lot of novelists have also portrayed and written about uh, espionage over a period of last maybe 60 70 80 100 years that people are more interested in reading something which is very entertaining and over a period of time we have got so many uh, characters who work in the intelligence community and there have been so many novels books tv series movies have been made so once it is made then the directors the producers do not want to uh try out something which is uh i will not say different but which is the reality because then that uh, makes them utterly boring so as far as your question is concerned i'm sad to share the bad news that uh, the reality is the that there is no such james bond phenomena in this domain not that i have seen in the past 15 to 16 years the entire process of collection of information is a actually a very very boring task in itself and uh, is done in bits and pieces and it is done by numerous individuals or at times it is done by numerous disciplines and maybe nowadays we are talking about 2020 we are uh, at the end of 2020 with so much of technology so maybe in addition to numerous individuals <coughs> collecting information numerous computers are collecting information also so there are disciplines which contribute towards collection of information example uh, imagery intelligence when satellites are used to photograph locations 
nevertheless the one domain which dominates the intelligence cycle is the human intelligence element without which uh, uh, nothing can be complete no activity no decision making can be complete so while collecting information by human beings they end up in very very interesting situations and these situations can be life threatening also out of the entire intelligence cycle if i look at a look at an ideal case wherein there has been some action or there has been some decision of uh, india or for that matter any country there will always be a 10 to 15% contribution of the human intelligence element in which uh, individuals who are anonymous they are faceless they are working uh, behind the curtain to gather information and send it back most of the times i would just like to go into a little bit of uh, clarification of terms and terminologies which are used in this entire discussion people do talk about intelligence gathering as uh, an integral part uh, of the discussion actually intelligence can never be gathered all that can be gathered is only information and uh, after those bits and pieces are collected they are just put into a certain cycle and intelligence is produced out of that entire effort which has gone into it india has always seen since its inception since uh, we got independence we have seen a lot of uh, hostility especially from the western neighbors of ours but at the same time the intelligence wars or the kind of activities against india are not only limited to the borders of uh, india geographically but uh, it can be played you know, these wars are always there with the imminent threat is there to our embassies to our uh, consulates uh, uh, there are so many activities happening in the united nations and so on and so forth so uh, yes uh, there are instances wherein uh, individuals need to enter uh, very high profile circles they need to talk to people understand their mindset uh, get a feel of uh, what the next policy uh, would be of a certain nation towards a certain subject so there are so many such situations which can be really life threatening which i have mentioned earlier uh, not only to gather information on a foreign land but the most sensitive part of it will always be to gather information in a foreign land while infiltrating uh, certain groups predominantly terrorist groups who have been working very hard to dismantle a lot of efforts and peace in india yes but uh, all i can say that apart from uh, flirting i've done it all <laughs> so so that's how it is so uh, what are the three greatest misconceptions about the profession that you would like to clear up Uh, you mentioned that uh, information gathering is a very boring uh, process not very glamorous uh, apart from that uh, any other misconceptions that really bother you there are three misconceptions uh, which i personally have uh, identified and i keep on facing these uh, questions time and again um, the first misconception that generally 
uh, observers of national security issues have is that everyone is a spy in this uh, profession so a spy is an entirely different connotation at all completely i mean it is got no relationship to uh, an intelligence officer or an agency uh, there can be various methodologies which are adopted and uh, the us methodology is different uh, the uk legacy is entirely different the israel system is entirely different and india being one of the oldest civilizations uh, we have a very very different methodology uh, over a period of time after cross training after interacting with sister agencies uh, after interacting with agencies of the other countries maybe some processes or some things might have rubbed off but uh, to kill the misconception not everyone is a spy i mean um, how can an agency with its building with its assets with its accounting and financial power uh, even we will always require drivers and we will always require peons and office staff and uh, there are multiple profiles and job descriptions to the activities which take place in an agency so not exactly we are not very comfortable when everybody thinks that everybody is a spy so that is something that is the number one mis- misconception that i have listed out and the second being that intelligence personnel uh, do spying all the time and they know everything so if somebody is working in india and somebody is working in a small district or for that matter somebody is working outside india and working uh, on a certain topic uh, not necessarily that he or she is aware of everything that is going to happen tomorrow or maybe that has happened yesterday uh, intelligence is a um, uh, very very professional field uh, just like uh, the medical field is wherein there is no room for error uh, it's a, it, it the skill sets required uh are two one is one uh, stack of skill set is you need to be born with it and secondly once it is found that you have it uh, then it the, the skills can be toned up through training and retraining and grooming so it's a very very professional field and uh, areas can you elaborate on the skill sets that you mentioned uh, just briefly yeah sure now let us compare uh, uh, a corporate organization wherein you have different departments and obviously people are selected and chosen and given the appointment letters to work uh, in specific departments because during the interviews and the selection procedure they have uh, proved that they uh, have some uh, prerequisite qualification to apply for that particular job and at the same time uh, they may have taken some skill based certification also and maybe they have worked in some organization also in the field of uh, information gathering i would say uh, the first and the foremost skill sets is skill set that is required is a person need to be completely open uh, for various possibilities and that all depends on the grooming of the child uh, generally people whose parents are uh, Uh, have been working in the past and the children who are uh, independent uh, i'm not generalizing but most of them whom we interact with whom we meet 
they are all coming from that particular background uh, they can be kids of farmers where the entire family was uh, out uh, at the farm early in the morning at 4 o'clock but then the kids managed to do everything on their own so apart from the educational qualification even if somebody is a phd it doesn't mean that uh, that particular individual is uh, capable of complete, completing certain tasks because uh, the biggest skill set is that one is one needs to be open second is one needs to be really really uh, confident about himself or herself and if somebody is confident then there has to be some history uh behind uh, that confidence and maybe it is the past achievement uh, or a general sense of well-being which comes only through uh, proper parenting uh, and the third most important part is uh, ability to learn i have interacted with officers who are 55 plus and uh, they still want to learn so many things and they uh, go online and they register for various online programs uh, and what not so the thirst for knowledge is very very important um, somebody needs to be really very social and uh, not at all judgmental these are innate things i don't think so that any training uh, can change the opinion or, or the way the mind functions for example somebody who is born in uh, tamil nadu um, with an entirely different uh, geography culture food habits and once the person gets selected and is during the training program he is located in somewhere north and uh, his actual issues start off from day 1 because he cannot choose the food that is given to him and uh, later on over a period of time he may be sent to the northeast of india uh, wherein he is going to interact on a daily basis with people who Uh, cannot even understand hindi they have not even heard hindi so nowadays what we observe is uh, kids at the age of 20 to 24 also are treated like uh, babies of 6 or 7 months old uh, they do not move out uh, without their parents and uh, even if they move out there is an entire uh, arrangement and entourage that is you know created managed by the parents so that the child is not uh, having any issues may not have any issues this is all about imagination and over a period of time this uh, entire approach towards grooming the kids uh, is in shambles as far as india is concerned because we have adopted a very uh, foolish education system and uh, as far as the college level education is concerned it is uh it is entirely different now we are entering a different topic but i don't want to go into it but that is uh, uh very very important for us uh, when we look at individuals working in uh, this particular domain because everybody will be completely independent once uh, they they complete their or the specific training the basic required training the last misconception which is uh, very comic is uh, people feel that all individuals working in the information gathering agencies uh, they have multiple passports uh, thanks to the movies <laughs> nothing of that sort is there and uh, to keep the country secure every country has got a right to gather information 
and to analyze the threats and maybe at times to preempt the threats for which every country is open to utilize the system uh, in a way uh, which is legal and and uh, i'm proud to say that india has been very very uh, specifically since the past numerous years and specifically in the past 6 7 8 years uh, we have seen to it that uh, as compared to our western neighbors uh, on a scale of 10 we are maybe 9 and a half when it comes to uh, legal activities and to do it under the various international laws because gathering of information nowadays is mostly used by used uh, through technology and analysis so that's how it is got it perfect so uh, so when you say uh, you know uh, you guys don't carry multiple passports along uh, yeah. can you envisage certain situations where you might require uh, a different passport maybe not multiple passports but uh, someone maybe not you but an intelligence professional needing to go to another country as someone else see uh, in normal circumstances also uh, people do uh, change their names and Uh, get a new passport and they travel to the other countries for reasons best known to them uh, but it happens uh, as far as uh, the information gathering operations or for that matter now we have to make a distinct uh, division between the two areas of uh, how the external agencies work one is to gather information and another is to influence the decisions uh and lobbying and do a lot of things so it can be beneficial to india so for the second purpose yes there might be a requirement there may be a requirement it is, it is always there that uh, uh, the other countries are also continuously watching us and there is always a profiling of individuals for example somebody has already been posted in uh, uh let us say in in in, in new york and the person has completed a stint of 3 uh, years or 2 and a half years in the uh, consulate there and uh, people have identified the intelligence community of the united states of america knows that this particular individual is uh, belonging to a certain uh, information gathering agency and due to a certain pressing requirement if the person has to go uh back to that particular country uh and if it all it is absolutely unavoidable uh i think i mean uh, there's no harm in uh, changing the uh, documents uh so long as if i say so that it shouldn't be illegal abbreviations can be used mm-hmm. uh because the relationship of the two countries because us being our friendly country uh that also needs to be kept in mind and india has always been uh, keeping in mind uh, the relationship with the friends right unlike uh, uh, uh us which wished away uh, one of india's 
premier external intelligence agencies individual uh, out of uh, Kathmandu so Rabindra Singh along with his wife yeah. that was done by uh, a US embassy staffer by the name David Bakala so right. we are not engaged into those things and till date India has not been uh, India has been only concerned with focusing on uh, analyzing our threats and preempting those threats I, I get your uh, basic point when you mentioned that you know one of the misconceptions is that people think every intelligence professional is a spy but intelligence professionals do recruit assets so when recruiting an asset which motive works best ideology money sex see um uh, i don't know how to put it but uh, let us look at uh, uh, the normal individuals or normal citizens life if at all he or she is looking for a job and is currently jobless the person will definitely go in and look through his uh, linkedin uh, portal and will identify right. certain individuals then start interacting maybe uh, if you see some if the person sees identifies some common uh, contacts shared connections uh, they will try to influence they will try to talk and uh, at least see to it that they have a uh foot in the door and uh, they are interviewed so that they will be able to prove themselves okay. same is the case with same is the case with any other activity in normal life when people want to get their things done uh they connect with people which we call very openly or regularly as networking now the right. only difference now the only difference when it comes to uh identification validation cultivation and handling of assets as far as human assets is that what if at all we are talking about human assets uh the game changes here because uh if at all we would like to gain information about something um in an enemy country or something of the enemy whether it is a with whether it is a specific identified individual uh, head of a terrorist organization a terrorist organization itself an enemy nation altogether we go through processes of identification of individual whether he or she has an access to that specific information okay and uh, unless and until we are not clear and we are not uh, completely uh, satisfied with the answers to this particular question whether the person has an access or not the process of uh, cultivation does not happen does not start now the question uh, will always remain that what is the best way to see to it that the person starts uh, gathering information and sharing it with me because here we are talking of really sensitive things here we are talking of absolutely amazing things which we need to know and the person's life can also be at risk so again there are two things in this whether we want the person to get some information or we want the person to do something 
so so the first part is only observation and reporting the second part is a little difficult so in the entire gamut of disciplines used to gather information see human intelligence occupies a small area but that small area is so important that unless you do not complete that entire thing uh, you cannot go ahead with any type of an activity for example 1st of may 2011 uh, uh, osama bin laden was killed what happened yeah. before that they knew everything mm-hmm. the satellite images were there he was spacing up and down and so on and so forth but they needed the dna uh, report that yes mr laden is there in that particular compound and hence the doctor went and knocked on the door of the entire area and under the garb of uh, uh, the polio dose he got the swab and then it was analyzed and yes then there was a green signal so before that a lot of activities have already taken place uh, the observation was there uh, the technical surveillance was there the satellite was looking at him so the most critical part of any intelligence operation or any activity will always be the human intelligence part and okay. uh, in many instances the mm-hmm. story is not complete without hum- a human intelligence contribution in many instances even if i am 60 70% sure about a certain the report i will not go ahead unless and until uh, the human int- is absolutely uh, specifically uh, you know sure about it okay now coming back to your question that what exactly works uh, the best or which is the motive that works the best um see intelligence gathering or intelligence production i always say that is the second oldest profession of all the professions and the first oldest profession is prostitution so you can understand that over a period of so many thousands and thousands of years the discipline must have seen so many changes in individuals because knowing human psychology understanding human psychology is the prerequisite for any handler to be successful or even to start off with the work so every potential asset is different and in different situation his or her motivational factors can always be different and they are always different so there's no uh, single method which is preferred or which yields the best results there are specific methods like you have listed down ideology and money and sex so i listed down as uh, money ideology uh, compromise and ego okay these are the four okay. things that i visualize them and the maturity of the handler is that when after brief interactions after a lot of research and study what is the first thing out of these four that needs to be introduced to the asset is very important because if the person if the person is very motivated to work just because of the ideology and you go and offer money you will end up hurting that particular individual that is why the homework is important that is why mm-hmm. what is more important is how to be observed uh things and that is what the training is all about that is what the training does to you so uh if an individual is 
uh, already in a terrorist organization and we do not have any methodology to reach up to the ranks and uh, the leadership and to get to know what it is we need to understand what this person is all about the one who is connected to us who is talking to us and uh, what is the motivational factor nobody is going to come and say that okay give me a list of the motivational factors and i will choose it's a judgment call and that is where the skill sets come in at the same time if somebody is motivated due to ideology and mm-hmm. is uh, sharing information because the person feels that the person needs to do something right uh, maybe after 6 months down the line he will need money and because there is a relationship and because uh, there is some kind of an understanding yes the money is important at that particular juncture now that you mention it uh, i i remember reading about uh, one particular uh, soviet uh, asset of the cias who started off wanting to provide intelligence or information for ideological purposes but then was coaxed into taking money as well after a short period of time and uh, later on moved on to other uh, other other motivating factors as well so yeah it, it kind of resonates uh, it makes sense it's not a single yeah. factor in play it is not a single factor the most important factor is the factor which uh, i call it as the entry point factor you know so what is the thing that uh, starts the relationship between the asset and the outfit okay maybe it is french maybe it is friendship maybe it is ideology maybe maybe whatever it is that is more important and that is why a person who is handling that particular individual should be the only handler because things in this profession do not move from one person to another like customers in a sales department so my personal experience says that uh, money is no longer the mostly used factor at all when okay. we are looking at uh, assets i see now there is a huge huge difference in the understanding you know that is why i always say that security studies intelligence studies require a very uh, thorough understanding of concepts people feel that uh, somebody doing odd jobs uh for the outfit is an asset no the person is doing the odd job only for the exchange of money for example i need a vehicle somewhere or for that matter i need uh, something i need a, i need a mobile phone i need a laptop i need a computer whatever it is in whichever country that is only that is not an asset at all that is that is what you need to uh, be quite resourceful wherein the other individual is not even aware that what uh, you are up to for for him you may be um, uh, working in a uh, trading firm uh, trading vegetables and nice. you have forgotten your laptop this time but when we talk of assets we are talking of specific individuals having access to very very important places maybe they are decision makers also somebody working in a nuclear facility and is a scientist you know right. 
in a hostile country yes mm-hmm. he is my asset for for example uh, the israelis and the iranian nuclear program <coughs> a couple of weeks ago they assassinated uh, pretty much the head of their uh, nuclear program and uh, he was the fifth or sixth uh, iranian scientist to be assassinated over the past decade this guy was really well protected he had a security detail with him at that point of time and uh, it's 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 not uh, it doesn't seem very uh, likely that you know they just walked up and uh, assassinated him they had to have someone on the inside providing intelligence or information about his movements absolutely but this is a complex situation i will tell you how complex the game begins and the game pro game uh, you can say matures over a period of time at the same time when these things were happening you must have seen in the news that uh, on a bridge there were uh, israeli flags hoisted in iran uh this happened uh, i think uh just a few days prior to this particular incident or maybe a couple of days after that incident in tehran the problem that is there in iran is the iranian uh government feels that every iranian is uh with the government which is right. not the truth most of them want freedom that is why they move around in other uh, middle eastern countries that is why they move around uh in india on on student visas and they see to it that they keep on extending their stays uh in mumbai and in in, in ahmedabad in wherever in the entire entirety of the country so when you have such kind of uh, potential already available in the society wherein they are absolutely not very happy and they are completely in a uh situation wherein they want to help anyone to dismantle the current government to dislocate the current government then you have multiple options to choose from right. even after that even after that incident the three individuals are already arrested who have helped uh they are alleged to to have helped this particular assassination so three of them are arrested so this is a game which keeps on continuing and it is a very old game this was part 1 the conversation continues in episode 2 subscribe to stay tuned